Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. So today we're going to talk about Hebrews. So let's, I'm just going to pray first off. And um, so just uh, put your hands out. You just ask for God to just speak to you today. Father, I just pray that your words will come out of my mouth, not mine. That your words will transform hearts today and transform lives, Lord God. That even if it's a little nugget, one sentence or the whole book, you will transform and change hearts today. Thank you, God. Amen. All right, so we've been looking at Hebrews. Um, so we're going to go to Hebrews 12 today. Um, Hebrews was written, um, just a bit of background here. Hebrews was written to the Jewish believers. We don't know who wrote the book. We're presuming it might be Paul, but we don't know. And um, they had, were going through some pretty bad persecution. It was pretty tough for them out there. Can you imagine being a Jew in that time? And then you're like, actually, I'm a Christian. What? <laughs> you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have issues with your family, with the community, with everything. So, um, they were definitely um, having a, a rough time of it. So, um, so it talks about in twelve. Let's just read that Hebrews twelve one to three. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin that entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the grace that is set before us. Looking away from all that we all distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith um, and the one who brings our faith to maturity for the joy accomplishing the goals set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God and the completion of his work. Sorry, I'm reading from this version of the Bible. I forgot to bring my own Bible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, yeah, whatever. I also fell up the stairs last night. I'm just putting it out there. That's the kind of person I am. Yes, and I'm quite prepared to talk about it. Um, so we talk about here is the great cloud of witnesses and it talks in the word, the actual Greek kind of means those people that have gone before. So in chapter 11, there's all these different patriarchs, there's the, and Moses and um, Rahab and all these people that have gone before. They're also looking out for us. But we're also looking at the cloud of witnesses, witnesses. I suggest to you is the witnesses that you have in your life and in your community. There are people watching you going, what are you going to do about this? How are you going to speak about this? What are you going to say about this? And God wants us to be really good witnesses to those people that are watching us, those crowd of witnesses, right? Um, and then we talk about the race. Now, I don't know, is anyone a runner? Anyone likes to run here? Running, running, running. Ryan Murray, where is he? He's a runner. Um, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you need deliverance. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> yes, I run for about a minute. I'm like, one, I'm running out of breath. Two, as you can see, I'm not the most athletic. 
Um, two, I'm also like, it's boring. <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather dance. I can dance for, give me an hour and I, I'll do some dancing, man, but running? Oh, okay. But no, I do have great kudos for you runners. Um, recently, my daughter-in-law's mother, uh, father was in the OC Marathon. And he is not athletic, let me put it that way. But he trained for it and he, um, he still hadn't lost a lot of weight, but he, he ran that marathon, right? He ran and he ran and he ran. And his whole point was that he's not going to win. I mean, how many people win marathons? You know, well, obviously there's one winner. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't go in the fact that you might win. Most of the time people go into marathons just to complete it, right? They just want to complete it. So think of that uh, um, when we're talking about the race. But I would also like to say, my computer, uh, thing keeps going off, that let's try and change that word in our lives, that we're not on the race of life, we're on the journey of life. Journey has such a, a, a greater sense of, of an adventure and excitement. I'm telling you, walking with God is so exciting. It's so exciting. It's an adventure. When Glenn and I go on journeys, we have this great um, sort of thing about the fact that we're always getting lost. Um, we like, and we like to get lost, actually. <laughs> Not literally, like, get lost. No, <laughs> um, that doesn't happen. But when, so going like, for instance, going up to Northern California to visit my kids, we, ha we have often gone on the road that kind of parallels the five. And we go on this exciting journey. Like, um, and then at one point we'll go, where are we going? Do we know where we are? I don't know. I don't think so. But we go on this different journey and see a different perspective and different views than somebody who's going straight at the five or somebody who's going around the other way. Okay, so... Every journey is different, but it's a journey. We're all going to the same destination. We're all going to the Northern California, but we're going in different ways of getting there, okay? And that's okay. It's okay to, to have different journeys. And we're running a legacy behind us of what our journey is about. Isn't that amazing to think that someone goes, look at the journey of like Jesse Skinner. Look at how he went and his, the legacy he left behind him and the influences that he gave to people. Okay, isn't that amazing? But we're also going forward, okay? We're growing. I, we were once part of a church, and they were all into, we're a hospital church. We're here to help the sick of mentally, physically, emotionally. And I'm like, yeah, but no one seems to be getting better, you know? <laughs> we just, they're all pretty, still pretty sick for a long time. Um, we want to, here in, in, in Presence Church, we want you to grow. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, okay? You're growing to be healthy people all around. Healthy parents, healthy families, healthy singles, healthy at work, okay? We want you to be healthy. And that means you have to grow. That means you have to keep moving along on your journey. So fairly important, this whole journey that we're on, right? Um, so Hebrews 12, 12 actually does talk about that. And like I said, I forgot my Bible. So strengthen hands that are weak and knees that tremble. So he comes back to that athletic picture there that we need to strengthen them. We need to not just go, oh, yeah, I'm having a tough time. Well, how do we? I, I want to strengthen my knees. I want to strengthen myself so that I can run the race before me. So it talks in here about the sin that entangles us. But it also talks about the weight as well. So I'm going to talk about a little bit about the sin um, you'll be pleased to know that I do short sermons, so. 
Um, pay attention, because <laughs> it'll go past later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the sin that entangles us can be those obvious sins, right? The, um, the addictions, the pornography, the cheating, lying, stealing, adultery, those kind of obvious, what we call obvious sins that we know about. Those are the things that can entangle us and break us down. So I've got um, a weight here, and... Much as I would love to run with this weight, because I'd be really super fit then. Um, <laughs> not. Um, because I can't hold the other one in my other hand, because I fell up the stairs. But anyway. Um, but if you're running, you don't want to be running with lots of different weights in your hand. It's just, it, it's going to weigh you down, right? Those things are going to weigh you down. Now, that doesn't mean to say some of you have things that you're dealing with, and you're struggling with, and you're waiting for a breakthrough. It doesn't mean to say, I can't move forward with this weight. Okay, still got the weight, still moving forward. So don't be afraid of going, I'm, I'm done, I'm nothing, God's not going to love me because I've got this weight. This weight is still, God still loves you no matter what your weight. He still wants you to move you forward in your journey, okay? So um, don't, you know, addictions, those kind of things, they can be broken out like tomorrow. And then sometimes God wants to work a process through you through those different things. So just keep giving those to God. He's going to get rid of them. Get, a, get help with them. Um, but I would also like to say that we also have some of those other weights that we don't actually think about as much. Things like offense. Huh. You're like, well, I didn't think of that as a major sin, you know. But it is. Offense, if you take offense from someone, they've hurt you, you or they said something that's really like put you out, you, you just want to go, well, that's it then. You're done. <laughs> I'm not going to have any no one to do with you because if you said this, whatever this is, it might not be to hurt you, it might just be, you might just be offended by them, by something they said about something. Okay? That offense, you have two choices with that, well, three really. You can take it and you can put it here and it will take root, okay? Hebrews 12, 5 talks about it. So Paul must have known this was something that they had issues with. It takes root of bitterness. Think of how deep a root is. It goes a long way down in here and it will stay here and it will come out in various different ways. So you need to get rid of that. Get rid of that offense. You've got two choices. One is you can just get rid of it and go, okay, Lord, I'm leaving it there on the side of the road and I'm walking past it. Or you can decide, hey, I want to take this offense and talk about it with this person. So, because there's something I can do. So, I have a really good friend, Michelle. We've known each other 24 years or something like that. And in all our time, we spent a lot of time together when our kids were younger, particularly. And we've had fights with each other. We've had hurts or things we've said. And we just, you know, just irritate each other or whatever. And we've gone, some of us, sometimes we've gone home, right, that's it. She's really annoying me now. That is, just, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to talk to her anymore. Um, or I, this is too hurtful. I don't want to go there. Um, but we have not done that. We have taken it and put it on the table and talked about it and gone and duped it out. And because of that now, if I hadn't done that or she hadn't done that, because I hurt her too, we have this beautiful relationship, okay? 
She was around my house the other day, and we just have this really good sister relationship. I call her my bratty little sister, but there we go. That's the, <laughs> she's, she's British, so we're a bit, you know, like that to each other. Um, <laughs> um, and the other thing I would say is gossip and slander, you know? How many times do we gossip about things that we really shouldn't? Ephesians 4.29 says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only that which is for building up, not breaking down. Only that should come out of your mouth. And I propose and suggest that some of us are gossiping and some of us are slandering. I know I have been aware of that. And I think we need to stop it because that crowd of witnesses is watching us. And we want to be so, so the perfect, the person of God in their lives. You know what I mean? Um, I'll give you an example because you can gossip. You can say, oh, I don't gossip about my friend or somebody at church. I don't do that. But I propose we sometimes do it in the bigger world. So, for instance, if any of you do know about this, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have decided <laughs> to step down from royalty. And they had an interview with Oprah the other day. And then I just happened to go on Facebook, my once a month look at Facebook. Why did I do that? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> did I not learn? <laughs> Gosh. And then I see all my expat friends. And all, you know, the Brit I used to belong to a lot of British clubs and groups and things. This microphone's bugging me. But anyway, sorry about that. And they're all going, well, I think Harry, blah, 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 blah. And I think Meghan, blah, 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 blah. And she's always been a beep. And she's always been a beep. <laughs> okay. And then I go on to another side and like, well, the royal family. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh gosh. And we've seen that a lot in various political things or um, whatever we have, um, whatever topic, topic it might be, science or whatever it might be. But if you're gossiping and slandering about somebody, that's against the word. You can talk about topics, but when you start um, bringing down somebody, then you are into that borderline of gossip and slander. So I just want to encourage us all not to do that, all right? Just to build up because that's what people are watching. They are watching us to see how we react and how we speak about people behind their backs. Um, but this other thing, it also says in the word, the weight and sin that entangles us. Have you noticed that? It's not just sin. So what, what is the other weight that entangles us, that stops us running the beautiful journey that God has got for us. What is it? I propose there's a number of things that aren't technically sin. So it's maybe unbelief. Maybe it's unbelief that God can't really change this atmosphere. Maybe it's unbelief that he can't do the impossible or I'll never get married or I'll never have babies or I'll never get promotion or never get a good place to live in, or never have a relationship with my siblings like I want. So maybe it's that unbelief in God. Maybe it's the unbelief in yourself, that you can't do anything, that you're not good enough. Is that a lie, that that's the unbelief that you're living with, that you're not good enough? I used to always have this mind in my head that said I wasn't good enough. In fact, 
I had that this week. <laughs> and I just, it said to me, hey, you shouldn't be preaching. Who do you think you are? You're not Jesse or Micah or any of the others uh, people out here. And I was like, actually, no. You can go, Satan. See you later. Goodbye. I have a voice. I can speak. I know the word. I've been a Christian a long time. And I've been trained. And I can do this. And they had to start somewhere. So am I. (laughs) And that's how you deal with Satan. Just saying. All right. So stop comparing yourself. Stop saying, I'm different from these two, okay? I have a unique voice they don't have, okay? So just stop comparing, like, oh, I'm never going to be like that so-and-so. Never going to be like, who cares? You have your own unique voice. You need to be heard, okay? You have your own unique way of doing things. You need to be heard and seen, okay? Don't compare yourself. It's, it's, it's such a waste of time. I hate wasting time. If, they, if you know me well, I'm a to-do, practical person. Let's get things done. Come on. All right. So get ruthless with it. Get ruthless with those negative lies that you keep telling yourself, okay? Be aggressive with them. Get the sword of the word and plunge it into Satan's little heart, okay? So and tell him you're done with him, all right? Done with his negative thoughts that he gives you, all right? Just get, it, get out. We, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. And then you're saying like, oh, yeah, I'm not good enough. I know you're good and whatever. No, you had the mind of Christ, okay? So anyway, enough of that. Um, that's something I have really broken through in a lot, especially in the last few years. So and um, I would thank this church probably for all of that. Um, but what are some of the other weights that you have in your life? Maybe they're shame. Maybe you're just living under this cloud of shame because you've got this weight Maybe it's the sin weight, and you're carrying it, but you've got this kind of shame about it, and you're standing still on your journey. Okay, get rid of the shame. God isn't in about shame. He's not about shame. Maybe it's lack of courage. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a traumatic thing in your life, something that's going on in your family. Those things are weights that carry you. Like, oh, I've got this whole thing with my mother, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you... You can have a whole lot of different things that where you say, well, I've got this health thing or I've got this anxiety or um, whatever it may be, it can slow you down if you focus your attention on it, okay? If you, if you, run, if you run with it, basically. So lastly, I'm a very, like I said before, I'm a very practical person. If you ever uh, sit down and counsel with me, it's, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to pray about it. Then let's do some action points. How can we get from A to B? Sorry about this. I'm going to be like a pirate. (laughs) But a beautiful one. Oh, yes, that's much better. Why didn't you tell me that before? Um, (laughs) Call yourself handsome AV man. Likes to cycle on the beach and... um, Oh, no. (laughs) Not doing that right now. <laughs> okay, good word. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. So there's three things we can do to make sure that we are not 
carrying these weights with us, okay? Or we stop, maybe we take off the top of this and get rid of that. And then we keep running. And then we take off the bottom of that and get rid of that and keep running and walking and strolling and skipping and dancing. And maybe eventually we take off the middle bit and then we finally get rid of the weight, okay? Three things. You can fix, it says in the word here in 12 through 3, three fix your eyes upon Jesus. And I'm like, like I said, practical. I'm like, yeah, what does that actually really mean? <laughs> like, do I actually use my real eyes or <laughs> how does that work? Because I always, when I love delving into the word, right? I've got so into the word recently. It's so exciting. I hardly get beyond about three verses and then I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's so exciting. Come and talk to me if you want to get excited about the word. I'm really excited about the word. Um, but fixing your eyes on Jesus actually means consider him, um, consider attentively. So it just, just means saying, Okay, that's Jesus, whatever. You're, you're, you're very attentive to Jesus. And I would suggest to you that at least 10 minutes of your day, you are attentive to him. I encourage you and challenge you that at least 10 minutes of your day, you're attentive to him. Now, I know some of you are going, do you know what time my kids wake up? <laughs> I'm not even awake, I haven't had coffee, and I can't get going that early, okay? <laughs> My kids are older, so I've forgotten what it's like. It's, what's your problem? <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, but it's hard. It's hard when you've got kids going, or you're, you've got to go out that door really fast and go to work, or you've got to get up and go from your work, from your bed to your computer, because now we all work at home. Um, but you're on it right away, okay? But... And then when you get home at the end of the day or your kids finally get to bed or whatever it is, you're just like, I'm done. My brain has died <laughs> during the day. So, but I would propose to you, you can still get 10 minutes. Everybody can get 10 minutes. Everybody can get 10 minutes. So maybe you go to work early and sit in your car for 10 minutes. Maybe you have 10 minutes out in your day during lunchtime. Maybe you... The kids are napping and you have 10 minutes, okay, just 10 minutes to be attentive to Jesus. You actually might find that it will expand, just saying. But we can start with 10 minutes really, can't we? Um, the second thing is to consider him, okay? Consider him. Um, it kind of means repeated nuances. So you repeatedly consider him. You can repeatedly think upon him, okay? I've actually learned quite a bit from getting to know Micah. He's doing it right now. He's, he's rocking. So he's, got, he's, got, he's got a rocking chair like this. And if you don't know how to consider him, just do that. Just rock, okay? It's actually quite useful. He actually does it in the office sometimes. It's a bit disconcerting, but... Uh, or he looks like he's napping, one of the two. Um, which could be the truth. Um, but anyway... He, um, he rocks and um, he quite often just says, Jesus. And it's actually just taught me because I've often been um, not, I come from a, a Pentecostal background for a long, long time, been a Christian for 50 years. Yes, I know. I'm that old. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, 
but I, I think I had this sort of religious thing about having time with God. That it was a bit of like, I have to read five verses, then I pray. And, but now I'm just going, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Micah. Jesus. <laughs> and it's amazing what happens when you start doing that, right? You just start thinking upon him. And it's the repeated it's the repeated thinking about him. So, for instance, just little things like when I'm going to the restroom, I have to go outside here um, when I'm in the office, and I'm speaking tongues along the way, which is great because I wear a mask, so no one thinks I'm completely weird. <laughs> I'm quite liking this mask thing. <laughs> okay, great. That's like, that works. It's just when you get in the restroom, then the lady next door is like, what is she doing? Um, just pray in tongues as I go, come and I go, right? Or in the car, praying in tongues. Having that repeated times. Sometimes I have an alarm on my phone, it just says pray. And I'm like, okay, uh, right, I'll pray now. I'll spend a minute praying. There's repeated nuances where you're just repeatedly just loving on God. I'm telling you, this is an exciting adventure with Jesus, right? You never know what's going to happen. I went to the doctors the other day, and I was like, oh, I hate going to the doctors to check up on something. I'm like, I don't want to do this. It's such a waste of my time. I'm a list person. I need to get things done. And, um, and then God just said, you are about my business. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I started praying in tongues, driving there, and then I get there, and I'm like, okay, God. Who's out there? <laughs> I, I spoke the word of God to the nurse, to the doctor. I did tell the doctor that I've got this little small issue. And I'm like, by the way, I'm probably healed. And she's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> weirdo lady. Um, and then I spoke to the x-ray person or whatever. It was just this amazing time. And I was just like, I'm on fire, man. This is great. I'm not getting anything done for work, but I'm getting something done for him. And that's more important. So, um, yeah, just so good. So those repeated nuances, if you're repeatedly with him all the day, just those little things, and I can help you. If anyone ever wants help of how to do that, make it easier, I've got some ideas. So fixing your eyes on Jesus, consider him. And the last thing is to celebrate progress. Ah, so good to celebrate progress, right? So back over here, I get maybe I get triggered by something. So I'm, <clears throat> I can take, I just not used to take offense, but I used to sort of go in on myself on certain things. Um, I used to suffer a lot, quite a lot from depression and that kind of thing. And a lot of that was due to my unbelief in myself, really. And, um, gosh, the throat. Um, so can I just have that drink there? Thank you. Sorry. Uh-huh. So back then, I used to be much more triggered by things. So if somebody would say something, they're like, oh, I can't think of anything right now, but um, something about, let's say, you know, Jesse and Mikey were talking, and they might say, oh, yeah, so-and-so is really good at preaching, and you're really good at preaching, and they didn't mention me, and I'd be like, this didn't happen, but... Because <laughs> I would have said something. <laughs> like, what about me? <laughs> um, sorry. I'm the woman in the group, so, you know... <laughs> Um, but I could, in the past, I would have gone in on myself. I would have gone like, well, I'm not very good preacher then. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not really good enough at this job. Maybe I'm, I think I'm just going to go back down the road again, right? Um, now, 
I, as I move along, I'm, it, that might happen. And I'll be going like, yeah, those people are really good. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, that's good, right? Celebrate that progress, people. Look back at yourself and go, that person back here would have had a fit. This person here is not. I am getting better. And it might be little things. It might be really small things like, okay, I still get a little insecure here. But I'm not as insecure as I was back there. <laughs> that is a progress. Celebrate your progress, people. And I, I suggest to you that you get people in your life who are your cheerleaders. You get people in your life in who are your cheerleaders. Natalie's one of my cheerleaders. Uh, hey? She cheerleads me really well, right? And then I had my best friend that I was talking to. She came over. Um, she said, oh, I don't really want to say this, but um, I just want to just brag about something I did. Does that feel bad? I'm like, no, I'm your cheerleader. Brag about it. And she was just bragging how she'd loved on people um, financially and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, this is great. Cheerlead. Let's, let's cheerlead. Champion each other, okay? Champion each other. And if you don't have cheerleaders, find some. It's simple. Just find some cheerleaders. Say, hey, will you cheerlead me? Will you champion me and, let, and make me see the progress that I'm doing? Right? It's, it's so important to have people who cheerlead you. One of my most strongest cheerleaders in my life is my husband, Glenn. So, yeah. We'll be 33 years married in April. And I'm telling you, it gets better and better. I love being married to this man. So he's one of my most favorite cheerleaders and supporters. Couldn't do life without him. But you need other cheerleaders in your life. And make sure you find them. Because it's really important that people celebrate your progress. And even do it, do it with fun. Let's go have a coffee. Let's go out for dinner. Because I just realized I didn't react like this in this situation. So that's worth celebrating, right? Let's go out for dinner. Because I am now much stronger and more confident than I used to be back here, okay? So let, celebrate it big time. Balloons, cake, buy a cake. <laughs> Cakes are good. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, He who began a good work in you, what's it say next? Will complete it. Okay, so don't you be saying like back here, I'm never going to get there. Don't think about the destination. Think about the journey. I'm getting there. I'm enjoying it as I get there, right? I'm having an exciting adventure with Jesus. How much better is that? Eh? Brilliant. Well, I just want to pray for us right now. And so if you just like to uh, just put your hand on your heart. And Father, I just ask for those weights and those sins to be broken out of these people right now. In the name of Jesus. That every weight and every sin that entangles them, you will release in the name of Jesus. They will get breakthrough today, tomorrow, in this next week. In every weight and sin that entangles them. Father, I thank you that you are about loving us no matter what our weight, no matter what our sin Oh, God, you are such a good God. And you have such an exciting adventure for every single one of these people in this room right now and those watching online. God, you are amazing. 
And Jesus, I'm so thankful to know you. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you're doing in my life and these people's lives right now. Thank you, God. Mm, amen. 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 We have the prayer team come up just over here. And if you need prayer for anything, maybe something has struck you during um, my time of speaking and you want to be able to just get some prayer for that, please feel free to come up. We, you want to get breakthrough. And if you, even if you don't want to come up here, maybe you want to ask somebody, your neighbor or someone nearby, can you pray for me? I want to get rid of these weights and these sins that entangle us. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church. 